Wait, bring it far away. Bring it far away. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the show. I hope you know. I hope you know. That you're the one. That you're the one. I fuck, I fuck, She fucked up. Yeah, it's Teal Cop. That was the coke. Sorry. Well, I'm this bitch. Alright. You know what I'm gonna do? I'm gonna bring the weed tonight. Tonight. During the podcast with Tim and Emily. The weed, I brought it. I brought it all by myself. Emily back in Tim Podcast. We got class because we all up in your ass, hon. Go. Hello and welcome to the Bamba and Tim podcast. I hope you like the intro. I am your host, Tim, and we are joined for the segment of the Becca, Emily, and Tim podcast. Hello. Hi. So um, we're all out here in my backyard, you know, chilling. Chilling uh, like a villain. Chilling like a villain, you know. We have some white claws out here. We have some other substances, but um, we don't have to go over that right now. We don't have to We don't have to talk about that right now. We're here to talk about life, so I'm going to um, welcome back Emily to the podcast. Woo! Welcome back. Yes, Emily. So Emily's back on the podcast. Becca, it is her first time she's wanted to be on the podcast since we started the podcast. Um, you guys already know the deal about the quarantine. Nathan's not here. Um, so we are taking over for a fill-in week. Um, last week was my brother, and now I brought Becca and Emily onto it. And so Becca, as a first-time person on the podcast, how do you feel? I feel great, yeah. honestly. Yeah, great. I feel I feel great. I have been wanting to be on this for a while, and it's just taken so much to get me on this damn podcast. I don't know why I wasn't the first guest, but it's okay. Yeah. I'm kidding. All we're all games, all games. But no, it feels good. No foolery. No. Foolery. Hello, everyone. This is Emily. Um, I know you guys are just massive fans of me by now. I saw the last uh, review. <laughs> Shout out to that one person, though. Just kidding. You get a lot of views, right? How, how have you been doing? Uh, I don't know. I don't know how the podcast has been doing stat-wise. Nathan knows about the podcast stat-wise. Also, just letting you guys know, it's going to be more of a... Uh, we only have one microphone, so if you if it seems like a little bit weird, um, so we just have one microphone. Uh, the rule is, is whenever you're done talking, you could just pass it, okay? So that's how we're going to do it now. Okay. Um, we're just going to be passing the microphone. So um, Emily is our question person, as normally, and so we're going to have Emily come up with a question on the spot if she is ready. She has to think of a deep-ass question right now for the podcast. <laughs> also, well, why don't we start out with an easy question? Uh, how was it for you as the uh, starting singer for the intro? Was the pressure uh, great? Was the pressure high? Well, let's just say I always am challenged and put to my best potential when I am around these two. So, you know, I was a little nervous going into it. We we sat there. We outlined for hours and hours. And, uh, you know, I just I did what came to mind and what was simple, what was natural. Very nice. Very nice. <laughs> Becca, you came in with that banging outro when you started talking about uh, weed and stuff and bringing the weed. How do you feel being thy bringer of thy weed on that intro? And how do you feel about making the greatest song of all time? <laughs> well, I agree with you that it is 
the greatest song of all time. I mean, I was there while it was being made, obviously. Like, I'm on it. But it really was. Like, the process of making it was just beautiful and lots of teamwork on that. But with regards to bringing the weed, you know, you know me. <laughs> I, I am the number one advocate of cannabis. Yes, yes. Publicly and privately and even at my school. So I go to University of Redlands. Shout out Bulldogs, rah rah Redlands. Oh, you have to keep using the lighter. It's okay. Yeah, we no, got okay. it. We were in the middle. Of something. They got it. Sorry. <laughs> 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 Sorry. Okay, I go to Redlands and I've had a few run-ins with the on-campus police there, and I'm pretty sure my friend and I have made a list of some sort um, with our names. The the on on-campus police already pretty much know our face. But it's okay because we're doing it for the right purposes, and I'm always happy to be representing something so noble, you know, like weed. Yeah, let's clap for weed. Tim can't, but yeah, beautiful. Emily? Can I tell you something really funny that I've never told you before? When I was in the counselor's office with Mr. Stanley in, I think, my junior year. He told me I would not be accepted, not only to UC Berkeley, (laughs) not only to all the UCs, but he said, you can go to the University of Redlands. And I started crying. Look at me now, guys. Look at me now. We are a pretty prestigious <laughs> private school alright it's on the website okay right, you guys are right below the University of Arizona <laughs> it's University of Arizona as the worst and you guys are a short second in the California but oh, not dead second. last so <laughs> what would be dead last I don't know probably Fullerton <laughs> oh jeez oh, that's great alright uh Emily, what is the first question you wanted to ask us? Okay, um, well, let me just think here. Is it if you could bring back anything in your past that was readily available to you, that was of no significance to you in the past, but could be I'm used. I'm answer, I'm answer, I'm answer. But could be used in the future. Please, I got it. My child. <laughs> You get it like it was readily available in the past. Okay, never mind. What would I bring back from the past? Um, To reuse? My confidence. I don't think the audience got the question. So what would you bring back from your past that was not significant then? My child. And then what would, and then incorporating it into your future. So how would you incorporate it into your future? Oh my gosh. Uh, you know what? Probably being on a team, I would say, even though it's a little bit more serious. Yeah, that's I was being on that. a team. Yeah. So I like, you know, I played baseball my entire life. I remember going to the team sports, you know, going to the field, everything. And I, you know, it's not that I missed that, but if I was going to bring it back, I'd love to be on a team where you have every single week you guys meet, just not even sports. Yeah. Not only just for like the team meetings, like that's a great way to make new friends and like hang out with friends, but just for the exercise. Like I feel 
like it was just a great way to like keep you in shape and before this I was trying to tell Nathan and Julian I was trying to get them to play basketball every week and then um, and they were like we were starting to do it and we played basketball a few times and I, I think if we start doing that weekly it would be awesome uh, Becca did you have anything to add to that I'll hold it I'll hold yeah it. okay so I think yes I agree with the teams because I never was like a sports person like I always did music or like individual things like martial arts <laughs> thank you queen but um yeah so I never like really was an assertive kid like I was very passive and every time I would play soccer like you know like when you were a kid and like you were at the training camps and they would like line you up in front of the goal and then they would make you all take turns kicking it well I every time I got to the front I would just run to the back of the line and like pretend that I already went oh my gosh that reminds me of something do you guys remember doing the Indian runs where you had the entire group of people and the piece person from the front would run yeah, to the back back to the that? front <laughs> What do they call it now? Are you allowed to say that? I've never heard it called anything else except for Indian runs. Oh, the Native American run? Oh, the indigenous people run? No, I I always refer to it as the Indian run as well, but do you think that could be used in this climate of today? Absolutely, because let me tell you, it was not racist at all when we were kids. We would get in that line, say, Indian run, run, and then... Why is it called... So we do every single time someone would run to the front. Not racist. It's just I cultural. Terribly not. <laughs> terrible. It's just cultural, you know? Like I, that's why I say whenever I see an Indian, I just do that now. I see an Indian, you know, I walking on the street. Just my immediate reaction. We just found a new sample for the song. <laughs> no, oh jeez. Oh my gosh. Yeah. That, what would wait, did you say what you'd bring back from your past? We were just settled on teams, right? Well, but what what would you? Well, about the teams thing that I was going to talk about, I can hold it now. Thank you. But about the teams is that I think that it's really valuable because it gives you a sense of confidence. Like it really yeah. teaches you like being on a team and being supported by other people and being encouraged and have a certain expectation held. And when you meet those expectations, like being pushed to your limits, it gives you this confidence that you can accomplish things that you set your mind to and it instills that sense of purpose as well and like I never had that growing up and I don't think that's the main reason why I struggled with insecurity but I think that being on a team would have definitely have helped my social relationships with other people or like new people I meet but I agree with the teams thing I think like organized things are kind of nice too. Like I feel like you don't appreciate it when you're a kid, and then like when you get older, you're just like, I miss the organized stuff, you know? I used to go to that every single week. This know? is yeah, this is kind of a generic question, like or generic answer, but like I would bring back the schoolwork. <laughs> <laughs> what? Like the old time schoolwork, like you mean the third grade like schoolwork? It's like the packets with the drawings and like, oh my god, I literally almost nutted thinking about my kindergarten homework. Like that shit was bliss. Like, what oh my the god, fuck? I think the only when we would not. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, imagine this you go into college you're like you're like oh yeah this is history um so what i want you to do is here is a outline of abraham lincoln uh please color it in do not color outside of the lines <laughs> no and the connect the dots the connect the dots no 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 no. and then the math problems the math worksheets where you had to do like these puzzles to create like a sentence yes. or a joke yes like, the like, joke the joke oh the my jokes. gosh I, um that was that they d- had the best incentives back then the best incentives do you remember when you had get like points in in a 
classroom and then you'd add up your points and buy things. Bro, did you guys ever have clip charts? Yeah. I was on red like every single fucking day, dude. I was the worst kid. I was on the top of the charts, baby. Like, I was always. We had a blue card where you could move up to a blue if you do something really good and then you get like a piece of candy. Yeah, in kindergarten it used to be like you would like pass surpass the chart and then get on her clothes like the teacher's clothes and then put it in her hair she would put your clip in your hair that would be like amazing if you made it to her hair. okay so i had weird. i had a teacher where we had jars in the middle of the class and she had pebbles and every time we'd answer as a group it was like four of us a question right we got a pebble in the jar and once the jar reached the top she would buy us lunch in and out in and out bro i remember it was loaded. yeah she was probably loaded but yeah she, she'd buy like one you fill it up like once a year like that's how it was like you were not filling that bitch up more than once like it was a jar like strategy though we're like we're getting so close and you can see it every single day it's like goes up like genius you know what i mean yeah it sparks motivation yeah definitely (laughs) could you guys see um yourselves being a teacher one day sorry oh my god yeah i would love to be like a preschool or (coughs) sorry (coughs) a kindergarten teacher like i love kids yeah, sometimes I see, like, people, like, teachers. I feel like I'd be, like, a householder. Like, I could, like, I think I could do it. Especially the sexy body. <laughs> I, feel, I feel like if I were to become a teacher, I would need to, like, connect with my students. And I'd be, like, the cool teacher that everyone would want. And, like, I'd want it. I'd make my class so interesting. I think what I would implement, like, if I was, like, an elementary school teacher was, like, pets in the classroom. Like, everyone knew the guy with the pets in the classroom. Like, yeah. Mr. Gailey, third grade. Hello, shout outs to you. I need to give it to Becky. You had a golden retriever in your class? In in kindergarten, Mrs. Purnell and Mrs. Barrett, I think was her last name. We had a a big slide inside our kindergarten with like a huge playroom up there with like games and like it was really cool. And then we had a kindergarten golden retriever i remember and it had like it was like a service type dog but like for kids it was so cool i loved it i don't remember what the name was but super cute love it how we are they allowed to just bring pets into the classroom they're like (laughs) who could say no to those eyes like my my science teacher back in like uh sixth seventh and eighth grade we had like a science teacher and she it's like on zero she she she, oh they're just having a conversation about an inhaler i'm trying to call some of my conversation you know how it be. <laughs> <laughs> that asthma problems, not me, bitch. Uh, I so yeah, he had a fucking snake, and the snake even bit a kid. And the what? I swear to God, the snake beat bit Ethan, Ethan D. You know who I'm talking about? Back in fucking like sixth or seventh grade, he bit him, and then Ethan was like, "Don't kill the snake." And then we didn't kill the snake. Like we didn't t- like do anything with the snake. Like um, they kept the snake after that. It attacked a student. Yeah, I just really think, like, if I were to get pets, I would make it so, like, they would learn about the pets and also, like, incorporate days where they could play with the pets, like... We had a tra- we had a tarantula. We had a tarantula. Oh my gosh! Okay, our guest on the podcast, uh, Michael <laughs> Macias. Whoa! Michael's a pull up a chair, bro. Yes, get we're in the middle of a podcast. I'm super super excited finally to be on Tim's podcast. I've been trying to be on this podcast for the past year. Really? Well, you're on it, bitch. Dude, 
I didn't know my podcast was this hype, bro. Wait, like, wait, what wait, the wait, fuck? Wait, wait, wait. And the cool part about this is that he hasn't heard our intro yet, our intro song. So, so we can right after he hears it, we can hop on and see what he thinks about it. So you can add. that Michael onto it, but we all that Michael. Oh my God, cool. he needs to hear. Um, yeah. So Michael. Um, open this up. So yeah, yeah. We're gonna open this up. Make it like a four corner thing. Wait, I have to pee. So we're just All right, Becca's got to pee, so we're just gonna set this up, and we're still in the podcast. And so, Michael, how is your day? I still have to pee. I can't walk into your house. Oh my gosh. Okay, so, okay, so Michael and Emily are gonna have to take over the podcast. Just if that stops going, just continue. All right. Wait, can I All right. Back? We'll be back. We, we'll both we be will, back. We will resume shortly. Okay. Thank you. Let me just. I'm gonna go open. All right. Okay. Hello. Yes. Okay, Michael. This. I'm getting interviewed. Oh my god. Michael, you are a very special guest on this podcast. I have replaced him as the official host, and I'm coming for you and your career. So, um, the original question was, if you can take something from your past that wasn't significant to you at that time and um, get that thing and use it right now or in your future, what would you take from your past that you would use? That's an that's a really interesting question. The one thing I would probably take from my past and that would help me use it right now is probably continue the sport, the love of soccer, if I'm being real. Oh my gosh, we literally just said this. Like we were just talking about how our sports and our team experience. Anyways, go on, please. Oh my goodness. Well for me personally, it taught me a lot about working together as a team. And oh, oh, hold it. Oh, the other way, you have it the other way. Oh, I'm so sorry. I was having it the wrong way. Um, but I always loved the sport soccer and I wish I took it more serious than I did before because I felt personally that I had enough potential to take it as far as going to college and getting that degree, if I'm being real. Very nice. And I'm back, too. Um, <laughs> so I didn't get a formal chance to welcome you to the podcast. Oh, we, were, did, we were just doing this in and out thing. Oh, Emily took care of it. Thank you, Emily. My number two. Um, I'm coming for your career. No, we all miss Nathan. We all miss Nathan. And you we guys love you, Nathan. <laughs> yeah. Um, so how has your experience been in this quarantine, man? Like, what's been a, a unique thing about it for you? Honestly, I became more of a night owl than I was before. Like I, yeah, like, honestly, didn't think that... I could stay up till three or four in the morning, yet work at seven in the morning and continue all day to do the same thing the next. Um, I've also learned that no matter how much time you have with somebody, you can always make it worth it and have the best time of your life. Wow, very well said, very optimistic. So uh, I was gonna say in answering that, were you just asking Michael? Or oh, you okay, okay, cool, cool, cool. What do you mean? So <laughs> I would say <laughs> I would say that quarantine has been like kind of normal for me. I mean, I still see like Tim, and I still see like my friends because I work with my friends, and I. The only thing that's been a little different is the setup at Starbucks. Like that has been. So talk about that a little. Yeah. So the setup setup at Starbucks is no customers in the cafe. 
and um, we're just working inside like alone so we get to like bump our music but now we can't bump our music but like it that's like the main thing that's been like crazy and fun um, but other than that like that's basically quarantine life yeah, I feel that, and I've talked a lot about um, myself during this time, but um, yeah, I feel like we're going to look back, at, and we're going to be very appreciative of the um, music we made for the intro, <laughs> but yeah. Um, <coughs> excuse me. <coughs> Sorry about that. This is a very raw podcast right now. Um, yeah, so uh, I would say, tell us a little bit about yourself, Michael. Um, tell us about your life and things. Okay. Um, well, first of all, my name is Michael. Um, I'm Mexican, 21 years old. Um, I love to play soccer. Um, I love to talk to people. I love to get to know people. I love how interesting a human being is and what the potential that human being can do. I love how just if you have words of encouragement to somebody, it can uplift them and change the whole entire life and perspective and the way they live. Yes. Which I really do appreciate because not that many people know what the power of words can do or the power of believing in yourself or believing in others. Because truly, it is powerful. Oh my gosh, okay, very well put. I just wanna say something. So Michael just came to my house and entered my backyard, got right onto a podcast, <laughs> then said that entire motivational goddamn speech. You guys better, this man is a walking legend. That was not prepared. He walked straight in this bitch and uh, we did this. Uh, I also wanted to take a step back, get back to that. Um, so you know me through Emily. Emily knows you through working. So he works with my girlfriend, Emily, and then we became really good friends uh, through that. And now um, we, we hang out a lot. Uh, all of us together and so this podcast is just like one of our hangout sessions and i want to say another thing on that what do you think whose words impacted you the most after saying all that like yeah probably if i'm being real my dad he would always say that well not only say but he was show by action in the, in the sense that, like, if I didn't get something accomplished or if I didn't think that I was able to finish my goal, and he would just basically put me straight and remind myself that it is possible if you put your mind, if you truly want it and you truly uh, pursue it, you can put your mind to it, it is possible to achieve it. And uh, for me, that that's basically been since, embedded in me since I started playing soccer. Like I said, I love soccer. Um, that was my ultimate goal is to basically be the best one on the team. Not not in the sense for self-ego, but in the sense of self-accomplishment for me. Just shows your personality. Like yeah. Uh, the type of person you are. Yeah. I would, work hard. Exactly, exactly. And like um, even since I stopped playing soccer, my last game or the last time I ever touched the ball was probably like three years ago, two years ago. Um, I haven't changed my mentality in doing that. For example, like in all my jobs and all the things that I do, um, working wise, I always try to be the best productive person as possible because I always want to make everybody's lives easier and better because I know that I would want the same. And mm -hmm. if I feel like I could do it, why not do it? 
Yeah, I have something to add to that too because you were talking about in the beginning how like you don't know what words like affect people, and I was thinking about about that a lot. My first job I had, I was working and I was just doing cold calls for the company I'm with, Digicom, and I pointed at my shirt because I'm wearing the work shirt because uh, nothing else fits me. Um, and I always thought like, <laughs> Digicom USA, yes, and um, I always thought like every single person I called had to end the call. And then, like, continue on with their lives. And I was calling people across the entire, like, country. I still do, you know what I mean, sometimes for my call. And so I'm like, I just pop into their life. I'm like, hello, you want to buy anything? <laughs> and, then, and, then I, and then I pop out, and they're probably like, I, there's got to be some people who got pissed off. You know what I mean? People, I've gotten cussed out so much when I was doing the telecom thing. People would, yeah, I mean, yeah, maybe I will. You want some uh, face masks right now? That's what I'm selling. But um, Digicom would have me call and tell them that the customer list was, um, you know what? You're not one of our customers. You're not one of our fucking customers. And and uh, I, I'm not one of your fucking customers. And then they'd say, like, don't call this number again. Fuck you. Hang up the phone. Like, people got angry. Like, I got those calls probably, like, once a day. But I don't fucking care. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I was just like, hang up. I'll call them again. <laughs> See if a different receptionist picks up. You know what I mean? Yeah. 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 Well, like, since we're on, the, like, the topic of jobs, we're, we're on the topic of, like, um, how... We're still talking about words affect us. How words affect us, and like we were talking about. I first introduced my question, like, what do you like? What could you bring back from your past? Blah blah blah. But now we're talking about like jobs and stuff. Like, what do you guys want to go into? Like, when you're older, like, what do you see yourself doing in the future? I have a plan. I have a plan. Let me talk about it real quick. <laughs> Sorry, I'm already like two, almost two white claws in, and I never drink, like never. <laughs> and I've been taking some Freddy Bong rips too. But anyways, what I want to do, okay, so I've had this plan for a while where I want to get my, I want to specialize in marketing, get my MBA, my master's, and then I'm going to go into marketing, work my way to the top. It'll take time, but it just takes persistence and patience. Sorry, what what kind of marketing? Um, I'm not sure yet, but I want to go, in, like, I need to get experience for my main goal is the cannabis industry is open market for that and if it's an open season like we are waiting practically for big corporations to buy into this market if you think about it it's like it's like in the 1900s early 1900s they didn't believe in alcohol and they thought it was one of the worst things they banned all alcohol they they did all of that prohibition and after that look how big and far alcohol came Look exactly, how many exactly exactly and what I'm gonna do what I'm gonna do is basically these companies need to have marketers they need someone to advertise and to like be a spokesperson for them to get out into the public so I basically want to be that for them because once I do that like I, it's my passion I really believe in the benefits of cannabis and so I feel like going into that would be just the best can you just go into the benefits of cannabis for a second? Yeah. I just want to hear about that. Yeah. If you, yeah. Okay. Yeah. No, I was gonna ask, like, why, why are you such an advocate for cannabis? Well, when I first started smoking, which I don't recommend that anybody starts before the age of 18. Just you know, get your wreck once you're 18. But. <laughs> <laughs> but 
but but when I first started smoking, which was when I was a minor, basically I did not have a good relationship. Oh, finally, <laughs> finally, I'm just gonna throw that lighter out. It's terrible. But when I first started, and Emily knows this, like she knows how I was when I first started smoking. I would get so paranoid, and I would get the worst anxiety. Like I would literally become like. It would. It was terrible. Anyways, but basically, like weed helped expose what I was anxious about, and it helped me dissect that, and it helped me really come to terms with what I was struggling with. And the more I accepted what I was anxious about, the more I was, or the less that I was anxious. You know. Yeah. So. That's one of the benefits. Yeah, as, as um, someone who smokes themselves, so your host Tim here. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'd, I'd say that I actually have like never had like a super bad high. Have we all talk about our worst high? That's so good. Okay, oh, right. my my worst high. I'm gonna talk about my recent one. So I go and we show up to the clinic and we purchase the hundred milligram. Uh, <laughs> me and Emily do. We purchase a hundred milligram of weed edibles, right? We take them, then we say, let's go to Disneyland, because we have a Disneyland pass. So we go to Disneyland, and in the parking lot, we take a whole, how much was the, how many milligrams? 100 milligrams. 100 milligrams each of fucking edibles, and you were supposed to take the- The recommended dose is 25. The recommended dose is 25, so we took four times- Experience people, that's for experience, like trying to have a good good time. So So we have two people here who know about it, and I don't ever, ever do edibles, and I took 100 milligrams which is 25 is a lot a hundred oh my god so we'd go and we walk into this and i'm walking down main street i'm tripping balls and i just tell emily i'm just like emily i need to lie down i need to lie down i say that then we go and we walk all the way through main street all these lights are coming i'm just like what is going on and then we go and we sit down at a table i rest my head down it's okay he's chill and uh we rest my head down and um and I'm like, I thought I was out for like probably like two minutes. That's how long I thought I was asleep for. Emily goes and says, "You've been sleeping for an hour and a half." And I always put my head down. You you say it was was it less than that? Maybe I'm over exaggerating. It was like thirty minutes or an hour. It was like it was a good amount of time. You were like, how how long would you? I was just sitting there. We were, okay, so we were at the Pizza Planet. I think it's called. No, that's the one in Toy Story. <laughs> Wait, whatever it's one. Pizza place. It's the pizza place that's like in Tomorrowland. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And we literally sat there for a good like 45 minutes okay. and I was like, I want to go fucking look at all the goddamn lights. I was like having the greatest yeah, time of my life, I bro. Just, I, I just had my head down in my elbow. I have a really good story about the okay. one with Ben. I just want to conclude this. Oh my gosh. Yes, <laughs> yes, yes. We have to talk about Ben. We have to talk about Ben after. But just to conclude this, I then I felt totally fine and then I had a great time but before that I literally felt like I was gonna die I, I thought I was gonna die and then yeah and so let's talk about Ben oh my gosh yeah so Tim's co-worker Ben is a very how do you describe him very okay. incredible. you didn't have to say literally name drop him and say he's my co-worker but it's fine um so <laughs> Yeah, um, we're just, you know who he is. Hello, yeah, Ben. I, it's it's okay. Um, but basically, Ben is my coworker. Um, he is like twenty five or twenty six at the time. Um, this was like about a year ago, a year and a half ago. 
And it was the Super Bowl, and I was working, and so kindly, my entire family and Emily decided to uh, show up while I was working. And nobody came in after the Super Bowl started. Nobody came in, and my boss just let me sit down at near, near the table next to them and get paid. And he was like, it was the most chill thing. I was getting paid and watching the Super Bowl with my family and Emily. And so then afterwards, um, me and Emily are in the parking lot, and it's raining. And we're in, driving my expedition, and Emily is just coming with me. In the expedition we look across Emily looks across the parking lot and what did she see I see the person who I named before will and will not Ben, ben <laughs> pissing on the ground next to his car and the car and door he was, he was in the public the car door was open like lot. outside of Chili's in the parking lot in the main parking lot pissing as it's raining outside his car with the door open I run over to him and I say Ben what the fuck and my dad had left by this point my entire family had left at this point so it was just me and Emily and I was like Ben what the fuck and I was like I was like give me your keys give me your keys I took his keys and I said you're coming with us and I closed the door locked his car and I took him and I put him in my car and then oh my god okay so so and I'm 17 at the time and Emily's 18 right no I think it was younger than and so I think it was even Emily was probably 17 I was 16 I think it was something I had just started working there Whatever like, Yeah Well okay And so we're like What the fuck do we do And I'm like Okay Ben I'm gonna take you home I would hung out with Ben One time before that Outside of work And he wait, lives Wait so you had given You guys had taken edibles Oh no we no, haven't no, no, taken no, getting, Anything yet So we haven't taken Anything yet And wait, so, so You just came up across him And he was just pissing And oh, you like I'm so sorry Remember I, we were at Chili's For the Super Bowl So Ben works at Chili's And after his shift At the Super Bowl He was outside his car And we were outside No, no I'll tell you exactly how, they're, they're wondering how how he was pissing and so the reason he was pissing is because he was not working at the time he was at the bar and Jamie overserved him and so because so they're, they're co-workers so he, she was just passing him a drink passing him a drink and I think she, he just said he was going to Uber and my co-worker trusted him he lives like two minutes away from work though so he lives like hella close up the street from my work and so we get in the, uh, my expedition and he's in the back of the car and he's like guys let's just go to my house real quick and um, hit my wax pen and then just come back and then I'll, we'll all calm down and then I could just drive home because I can't leave my car here and so we we're like alright and so then we go and we drive him just two minutes down the road to his house um, he goes inside he grabs his wax pen he comes back out and he's like He's like, bro, you gotta hit this. You gotta hit this. We're like, nah, like, we kind of wanted to smoke flour. Like, it's, we don't really like wax pens. And then he's like, no, you gotta hit this. So then he takes a hit. And then Tim takes a hit. And he, like, only does it for a little bit. And then I'm like, fuck that. I'm taking a blinker, like, if it's my only hit. So then I take a blinker of this shit. No cough. Clean as fuck. <laughs> and, um... All of a sudden, just all of a sudden, something came upon us. Like, the most high, like, it was, like, not even a regular, like, weed high. Like, marijuana high. Like, there was something else in that because, like, the images around me were, like, glitching out a little bit. And I remember, like, as we started to become higher, we were like, oh, my God. And then, and then he was in the car. And he was, like, being oddly, like... Should I get into this? The sexual? Yeah, sure, sure. He was being oddly, like, sexually, like, aggressive towards me in front of Tim. And, like, like super flattering compliments, backhanded compliments, like, the entire time. And, like, we're, like, because he was drunk out of his mind. 
mind you. He was drunk out of his mind. So he was being super aggressive, super rude, and um, then he... Do you want to add something? I do want to add something. And so um, also what he was doing is that he was saying, we were playing music. He was in the front seat. Emily was in the back no, seat. No, no, no. Oh, at because this point... At this point, at this point, I had to drive because Tim couldn't drive. And I was like, fuck it, I have to do this. Yeah, and so Emily goes and she's in the front seat and I'm in the front seat and Ben is in the back seat. And he's saying, turn the music up louder. Oh, play this song. He's making so many demands. And he is saying, turn it up, turn it up, turn it up. And we turn it up and he starts hitting my chair like really hard and like to the music. And no, then... Because no, we go back to the Chili's parking. Okay, so yeah. then, so we're at his house and we're like, okay, so like, he's like, no, I can't go home for some reason. Like he didn't want to go home. And then we're like, okay, where can we drive you? Like you're chilling with us right now. So he's like, okay, go back to the Chili's parking lot. My brother's going to give me a ride. Yeah. So then we drive back to the Chili's parking lot. No, I... I do not know how I fucking was able to get back to that parking lot. So then we go into the Chili's parking lot. We chill in the parking lot for like a little bit. And then we're like, okay, Ben, like, how are you going to get home? And then he just kept like diverting the conversation away from that and started becoming super aggressive. And as this is going on, Tim and I are literally losing our minds high. Like we can't drive at this point. We are not allowed to drive. Like... And so I'd say this, as soon as he starts punching the chair, I go and I tell Emily in, in um, her ear and I say, just go to your car. Because Emily had driven separately to the Chili's. So I say, just go to your car. I'll deal with Ben. And so Emily uh, leaves the car and goes back into her own car. And Ben gets in my car. He gets in the front seat. And then he starts, he says, turn it down. I need to tell you something. And he's like, I did something really, really bad. I did something really, really bad. And I'm just like, I'm tripping out as fuck. I'm like, I'm like, Ben, what the fuck did you do? And I am just like, see shit i'm like i don't even know what the fuck is going on i'm out of it i'm just trying to like focus you know what i mean because i have like this aggressive person in my car who's drunk and high on this shit that i'm high on and i don't know what the hell it is because i am tripping balls and he he was drinking so much that he pissed you know what i mean so like this dude's like drunk and he goes and he starts banging the dash of my car i like as hard as he can and like saying i fucked Boom, boom, boom. I fucked up. And then boom, boom, boom. Banging the thing. So I'm freaking out. And I'm just like, what the fuck is going on? And I just like, I don't even remember how I got out of that situation. I was just so high. I just remember, um, did you stay the entire time or did you go home? No, I went to my car because I was very uncomfortable because he was making me feel very uncomfortable, disrespecting me. Um, what did he do? No, I... I'm he didn't like, touch her. He didn't no, touch no, no, her. No, 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 no. I know he didn't. But I mean, I, he would say things like. No, no, but I mean, like, what did he do that he kept saying that he fucked up? Like. Oh, oh, I know what it, I know what it is. Yeah, but keep talking about what you were saying. Yeah. I just got. Oh no, no, no! He was like doing. He was just being very like, like, disgusting guy to me in front of Tim and it was really disrespectful and um, then later I have to go to my car because I'm like fed up with it like I'm fed up with the shit and I see them and they are blasting the music and they're head banging together to a song and I'm, I got so mad I was like how could you be like hanging out with someone who disrespected and I'll tell you exactly what I was doing so <laughs> There's this crazy drunk person. There's this crazy drunk person in my car. And so the first thing I thought of was don't make this guy mad. He's going to get mad. He's going to get like really violent. And so I say, I just am saying, I'm going to mimic his body language. Exactly. So he's banging his head to the song. I'm banging my head to the song with him. He's, he's dancing. I'm dancing. You know what I mean? I'm just trying to make it seem like I'm trying to mellow. I'm matching his energy. I'm matching his energy. Um, and like, yeah, and and so I don't even remember how he got out of it. I just remember just being so freaked out. I don't know if his ride came or did we just leave him? Like, what happened? We 
I think you eventually just like took him home. Did you ever find out? What oh yeah, oh yeah. So basically, what happened was is that he had this girlfriend that he was on again, off again with, and he um, just kept cheating on her. And so then, so he just kept cheating on her, and then they kept breaking up and getting back together. And so that happened. So what were you? What was your? That's a pretty. That was. That's why. That's probably one of my worst sides too. Figure out what you smoked. No, I never. I don't know what we smoked. I have no can idea. You, can you lace? Um, wax, wax. Wax. We think it might have been okay, like. We think it might have been like fucking it like. Was definitely lace. It could have been. It was, like I took one hit. And I was, it was not just that. I woke up in the morning the next day and I was still high. It was that crazy. I have a theory. Okay. At that time, were you considered yourself stoners or like be able to hold your own with flour only, right? I I was always lightweight, but yeah. Okay. With flour only, right? Okay. So. I don't really have flour. If. So there's a difference for me personally between flour high and wax oh, high. I can I, I know what you're saying. And and for me, I it, my theory probably is gonna be he had like a good cartridge that costs like a hundred dollars a gram for that because they they are like good good wax I can get you like like that. Um, and probably that you guys had a probably like a low tolerance to the wax pen. It probably still high the next day though. Like, you guys were still high the next yeah, day. Yeah, next day, twenty four hour high. What? Okay, I didn't know okay, that. And, and I, it wasn't just like I was high the next day. It was that I was out of my mind the next day. Like I woke up the next day and it was, it was the highest I've ever been since the first time I ever got high. And the first time I ever got high, I smoked two entire fucking joints with my cousins in Ork. Bro, you should give yourself. I shouldn't have said that, but yeah, with people I know. And, <laughs> and uh, yeah, we'll, we'll let it that in post, Nathan. <laughs> and uh, so. Um, yeah, and so I don't think it was because it's not like we didn't smoke wax pens. We smoke wax pens all the time, and we'd smoke yeah. we smoke them a lot. Like it's not like, like that so we we preferred flour. We had wax pens, and so it wasn't it wasn't it wasn't a wax pen high. Like, I don't know. I I it's so long ago. I I when I was driving Ben home, I remember that the road just kept like it. I like zoomed out of my body, and like I could like see like my what fucking black like a DMT pen. Do you think it was a DMT no, no pen? No. I don't know. I don't know, man. You were you weren't like black. Uh, yeah, I was. Like- I wasn't blacking out. I just felt like I felt like literally like when I was driving. It could be laced with with low key. Also, I remember the lines on the road just like I, they just like there was a dotted line and it just became like straight. Like it would just like mesh all together. Everything would mesh all together and it just was like lines. I I don't know I don't know what it was, but it literally was and it was one hit for me and I took even less than Emily. Emily took a fucking blinker. I remember I did. How are you? I took a little. I took. I mean, I took. I took a. I took. I, I always had a lower tolerance too, but I took a pretty good hit, not a blinker, but I took a pretty good hit. I remember like the surroundings would be like fuzzy like do you know however like you get a migraine and your kind of your vision goes out and it kind of turns black and fuzzy it was turning fuzzy like that but it was in a way that it kept the background like the color was still like the background was visible yeah and then like I would just zone in to every single thing like it was like I had never been high before and like that was like my first high. Yeah, exactly what I was saying. And, and so I was beyond and I fucking drove that car. I have no idea how I drove the car. Yeah, we both drove and so we thank God we got home safe. Yeah, I was um but we were just wanting to get out of that situation as quick as possible and yeah, it was just fucking crazy. That's like one of the stories. That is the story that's like kids when you turn 18, I have some shit to tell you. <laughs> and that's going to be what I tell them. Um anyways. What's your guys' worst high? Sorry. <laughs> no, you're good. Well, do you want to? You can do yours. No, can you? <laughs> I don't. I, you're better at telling stories. 
I'll add in. I'm better at adding in to stories. Um, for mine and Becca's, it'll probably be the time my friend Carly passed out on us. Oh, shit. Like, what happened? Say the whole thing, whole thing. Yeah. Have you heard of it? No. Never heard the story. Okay, so basically, it all started. It was us three hanging out at Carly's house. It was us three hanging out at Carly's house. Take it back to the party. Oh, to the party. That's right. Even backtrack that. We all were met up at my friend's house just for like a little house party. And it was uh, Becca, uh, my friend Carly, and probably like several other people, like nine or ten other people. And we met my old friend Iman there. I haven't seen him since high school. And this happened when like about four months ago? No, probably over summer, I think. Was it? Yeah, I think almost it was over summer. Ago. Almost a year ago. Yeah, almost a year ago. And we are at the party, like, we started drinking. No, it happened during fall. It happened during fall? Yeah. Like, September? Yeah, because I remember telling, like, Andrea about it. No, it had to be before you went to school, though. No, it happened during, because I remember telling Catherine about it. Oh. Coming back. Oh, yeah. Gotcha. I remember telling my roommate like, about it. <laughs> <laughs> So, okay, so basically, anyways, it was recent, I would say, and we started, we probably smoked uh, two, one blunt there, and I remember that uh, Iman sponsored, like, the the whole entire blunt just for us, and so we took it, like, nothing, and on top of that, uh, he had uh, crushed up shrooms, like, like head, head caps, caps yeah, he capsules. And uh, what me and Becca were doing, we were just like taking like little, just like like licks of it, basically. And um, we didn't think much of it. We thought we'd just get like a little bit more of a, like a chiller vibe. Like we weren't trying to trip or anything, but just to like have like a like microdose, like microdose yeah. a little bit, yeah. Exactly. So, anyways, we we're there, and then uh, Carly and uh, Becca were like, "All right, we should dip." And I was like, "All right, I'm down." So we dip. And we go to Carly's house, and by this time it's but, about. Okay, okay, but here's the thing, though. Like, the whole, like, the whole theme of this story is just like bad vibes. Like, there were weird things happening throughout that entire night. Like, even at the party, our homie Justin, his car, like, someone hit and run his car, like, while it was parked there. Like, they smashed like the tail light and like that whole bumper of his car, and. Yeah, so that was another thing that happened. I forgot if there was something else, but it was just really sussed vibes. Yeah, like, like even when we were, well, we're not that part of the story. Like, um, no, yeah, the, the whole entire night it was just kind of like off in a way. Yeah. And we go to Carly's house. By this time, it was like what, twelve? Mm-hmm. If that twelve thirty. And I remember uh, she's all like, all right, I'll roll the blunt. We're like, all right. So she starts rolling the blunt. She rolls a blunt, and then she's like, we can smoke this in my backyard, but don't make that much noise because my parents are upstairs and my brother's in the living room. We're like, all right, that's chilling. And, and like, her backyard, I would say, is... Um, it has all old arcade games because they what they do i think the dad or the uncle he fixes them and just like either sells them or just keeps them there 
and there's like a bunch, a bunch, like, and we probably yeah, had like a, like, we probably had like a small. This sp- whole like square, well, you can't see it, but like if this whole square in your backyard was filled with like life-size arcade games, like the ones in, in like arcades. in the arcades, like, yeah. But it was also like 12:30 a.m. They were all like run down, so that's also kind of creepy. Yeah, <laughs> and then and then like her backyard le- led into like uh like a wilderness in a way. So it was creepy. Yeah, it was, it was like creepy vibes, and then. Uh, it was just us three. We were smoking, and and mind like we were in a small like by her sliding door, and then there's a table, but we didn't sit on the tables because there's filled something stuff was filled there, so we were sitting like next to it. I mean not sitting, standing around it next to it. By this time it was towards like the middle of the blunt, and towards the middle of the blunt it was weird. She tapped out. And like the middle end, yeah. Yeah, and like this girl, like she smokes. She smokes. Ah. Like she smokes. She got me into it heavily. Like, like she introduced me more at the end of high school, which I love. <laughs> and um, I don't know. It was just off of her because I know she always finished it till the end. And she wasn't talking towards the very end. It was just mainly me and me and Becca talking. And all I remember is it was towards the end of the roach, and I turn around just to blow it to blow like the ash out. And when I turn around and I go back forward and when I look at Becca, all I see is Carly's like full body go and just fall face plant against the cement. against the cement. But we heard that Well okay, because there was a table. There was like that glass table like next to me because she fell. I don't remember exactly which way she fell. She fell forward. Like yeah, she fell forward, but like in relation to me, but there was a glass table and then a, a big chair. chair. Like an iron chair. An iron chair, yeah. yeah. And she basically hit the table first and then face planted into the floor dead weight. Dead weight. And like, all, no stopping we all like, like all we hear is out. like a big screech Thud. and then like a big yeah. thud right there which was yeah. like like dead weight into concrete like yeah we when, and then we like basically like after she fell like we looked up at each other and made eye contact and we literally read each other's mind we were like she's dead she's she didn't move she didn't move for like five seconds she, she like didn't five, say anything she like, didn't say, like, like she didn't say ow like that hurt or like try and stop her fall yeah and so like but then after she stood still for like I don't know five ten seconds and then she started grand mal seizuring like yeah. full on and then Michael was like Becca roll her on her side and so like I grabbed her and I like, rolled her on her side so that she wouldn't like Joke. jolt her head into Joke. the iron chair or, or the in, into the concrete and like also so she wouldn't like swallow her tongue or whatever like I forgot what you're supposed to do but but yeah so so all I remember is like I look at Becca I look down and then. Immediately she starts seizing. I'm like, what the heck? And I'm like, let's put on her side. Put on her side. She she gets she gets put on her side. Seized for probably like six more seconds, seven more seconds. So a total like a 10 second seize. Fuck. Okay. And we're like, what the fuck? And then she stopped. And then she quickly just like got up like like like, like tried to sit like up. tried to sit up. And, and she's she was like, I'm chill. Yeah. I'm good. I'm yeah. Good. She tried to sit up like nothing. She's like, I'm chilling. I'm chilling. I was like, no no no. I was like, Carly, chill 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 chill. We get you water right now. Like like chill. And what I saw at that very moment was just like a little cut on top of her nose so I thought okay she probably broke her nose or something but it's a little cut but what Becca saw at the time oh my god <laughs> literally I don't I think we should show them the picture too because like that shit's like get my phone get my phone get my phone because okay yeah yeah I'm gonna describe it I'm gonna describe it but basically like 
she, when Michael, like, you know my password. <laughs> Lazy. <laughs> when she, like, was getting up from her seizure, like, and trying to be like, oh, I'm good, I'm good. I was like, Michael, we have to check and see if she has any, like, like head, like, injury or if she's bleeding anywhere because that's going to, we need to know how serious this is. So I was like, shine the light, but, like, don't put it in her eyes. Like, put it, like, behind her head. And as soon as he shone the flashlight behind her head, like, I had seen the biggest bump on her forehead like it literally looked like half of a tennis ball was lodged Ow. into her forehead okay but i never saw that but yeah michael didn't even I, see it so he when i made the face i was like <gasps> and then he was like chill like don't like it's not that bad <laughs> i was like not now not now not now and i was like how could you say that to me like that was this is traumatizing as fuck okay wait wait I, i'm gonna find it i'm gonna find so it so basically we, she wants to get up, and I, and then I was like, all right, all right, Carly, you gotta chill, chill, chill. And then she's like, all right, I'm fine, I'm fine, I'm ready to get okay, up. Okay, wait, I wanna show them the bump. Yeah, so show them the bump. Put the mic next to the reaction. All right, all right, all right. I'm gonna put it next to Tim, cause ready? All right, go. Oh fuck. Oh my god. Oh my god. Okay, let me tell you this. That it looks like it look oh my I don't even know how to describe this right now. <laughs> it looks like somebody put an avocado in her forehead. <laughs> no, like straight up like a tennis ball. Oh, right? my, god. oh my god. Oh my god. That happened instantly too? Yes, yeah. Instantly. Okay, but wow. I saw, that is how I saw that's the crazy. Nose. I saw he the just nose saw part. the nose. Did she break her nose too? No, no. she didn't. She didn't no. so she hit landed right on her forehead. Yeah. <laughs> she she just she basically just smacked right on the forehead. And okay, so so we start we uh uh we got her up really slowly and then she's like we got to go through the side and yeah because her uh, whole fucking family was asleep yeah like but um, immediately but immediately when she smacked that ground my whole entire vibe the bad trip I felt oh, like I yeah, wasn't because we okay we had taken sh- like we had microdose shrooms and like that shit's powerful even if you microdose it like yeah yeah you're sensitive like sensitive and. When that happened, I immediately felt like my heart was pounding like crazy. Uh, I didn't. That could be you next. Yeah, exactly. No, no. Wait, it gets worse. So, so my heart pounds, starts pounding like crazy. I didn't feel like I was on here. I felt like I was like somewhere else. Like, like it was just sus vibes. And I was walking, and with me, I grabbed her from the left side, and Becca grabbed her from the right side, and we slowly started walking to uh, the back door, like that. And then when we slowly start walking, like I look and that's when I see the freaking the the bump. And I was like, oh, my goodness. Like, and, and I look at Becca and then Becca's like, <laughs> like shakes her head like, yeah, you see it now. Like, and I'm like, what the heck? And I think me looking at Becca and getting her attention she saw it again and actually looked at it looked at it okay 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 because I was also like freaking the fuck out like I'm a very empathetic person and like when I see other people in pain I like internalize that and I feel it and I get like when my shock hits in like when the shock hits like I get really like fucked up like sometimes I can't handle that shit but so basically like when he looked at me like I was that whole time after seeing the bump you telling me like chill chill and then me being confused about that and then me also walking over I was like okay something's wrong I'm freaking the fuck out 
I don't feel good at all. Like something's wrong. And I was just trying to calm myself down. And then when he looked at me, I was like, ah, I'm dying on the inside. And I don't know how to say it with words. And then, yeah. Okay. And then we exit like the gate. And I'm telling you, creepy vibes because it was like old arcade games. Like it was dark. It was just like like creepy vibes. And we start pulling up to the side gate. And on the side gate, there's like a, a brick wall that extends into the, the street. And all of a sudden, Carly heads towards that direction. She's like, I need to sit down. I want to go to sleep. And I'm like, no, 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 no. I was like, we're getting your brother. Remember, we're getting your brother. And immediately when I, when I, uh, Carly was like about to sit down, I kind of like pick her up a little bit. I pick her up. And when that happened, I look over and then Becca passed out on me. Yeah, I literally, this is what I felt. I literally, while I was passing out, felt as if my entire, like, as a soul was just, and my perception was just zooming out and I was falling into darkness and all the voices, like, got really far away and I remember, like, sinking to my knees, like, trying, I remember, I think first, you told me that I started falling towards the wall and then you, like, grabbed me and then I just sank down to my knees and I remember looking up at the sky like trying to see something and everything like was pixelated and it was just like going black can I add something to this so did you think that you were like dying like what the fuck was going through your head during all of this well yeah I was freaking the fuck out like I had I thought that I knew that probably like I knew that I probably was uh, water, Emily? no I'm good just Okay. Get it on the microphone. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Um, but I feel like. Wait, what was I saying before? I forgot. How how you passed out? Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, I think Michael should tell like what he was thinking because I know that you started freaking out. Oh yeah, I was I was freaking freaking out because immediately when Becca passed out or was passing out, Carly's all like. Iman put something in the blunt. That's all she said. And instantly when she said that, and she was out of it, she was like, she wasn't even there. Like, I know she wasn't there. She was like, out of it, out of it. And when she said that, I was like, oh, fuck, I'm next. When am I going to pass out? And I start freaking out. And then I look, I was like, Carly, go get your brother. Like, like we need your brother right now. And I don't know how Carly made it. Because I wanted to stay with Becca because who knew, like, like, it basically took her. It's like a war zone. Yeah, exactly, oh bro. God. And because we were still tripping. We were tripping, like, yeah. on shrooms. So it literally felt like we were in a war zone. Yeah, you're trying to get to the yeah. person. Exactly, you're trying to call bro. in for help and, like, back up. And, like, you don't know if you're next, like, about to drop. And, like, I'm losing my mind. Like, Jeez. bro. So I was like, okay, I need to get my shit together right now. I can't freak out. I start basically taking deep breaths. I was like, okay, what's going on? And I start trying to get Becca's attention. And the scariest thing was, I was talking to Becca, but she was kept looking away from me, but like like communicating. And I kept doing like waving my hand in front of her and she wouldn't react. And I'm like, oh fuck, is she even there? Literally, literally what it felt like was I every time I tried to focus on an image, like it was also like 1 a.m. mind you. Every time I tried to focus on an image, like it would pixelate and like into like the darkness and it would be like splotchy darkness and I could only see the parts where the light was really directly falling and that part would pixelate like and 
I kept hearing Michael's voice, but I couldn't locate it, like where he was. Like I kept looking for him, and everywhere I looked, like it would just pixelate. And so I couldn't, I, like it was so fucking scary. And like, you know how, basically, have you passed out before? Like, have you? No, never. Oh my God. Never. Emily has though, but I haven't. Damn. Okay. Damn, I wish Emily. Okay. Well, basically, when you pass out, like, you have the typical, like, falling into darkness, like, everything gets far away, but it only takes you, like, I would say 30 to, 30 seconds to a minute to come back, like, and to resurface, re-get your thoughts back, feel normal, like, stop feeling shaky, like, all that shit. I was literally out or, like, spaced out, not able to hear or see like blind for like how long like 15 15 minutes 20 minutes yeah where I was sitting down and I was like I had to sit down because I couldn't see like she never got up like like she never got up since she passed out like she just put her back against the wall to the floor like to the wall and and then um probably like after she passes out I sent Carly probably like 30 seconds later the brother comes and he's like, oh, you guys okay? Like, 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 I saw what happened. Like, I heard what happened. Um, like, her, hearing the thump. Like, he heard everything. And um, we, I said, I'm chilling. Oh, and then, like, like Becca told me to get her orange. My, my tea. Her tea. Sweet tea. Yeah. To, green tea. To boost up her. The sugar. The sugar. To, like, because usually when, like, you pass out. FYI, if you ever pass out, um, drink something with sugar because it helps bring you to a little bit. So I was like, go get my green tea because I need to fucking wake up because it's been like a few minutes and I'm not feeling better. Like I still couldn't hear. Everything was like echoey and like, bro, it was fucking crazy. No, we, we chilled probably we like we got in the car and because her brother took over. Yeah, the brother took over. And I think that adrenaline kind of sobered me up. And we sat in the car for like 20 minutes, 30 minutes we after that. We to the apartments. Oh, yeah. And then we chilled there for like another like, like an hour. Because we just like sat there. We were just like still processing what really went down. Wait, so did you pass out? No, I never passed out. Oh, shit. But like. I think it was my shock. Yeah, I, th- I think it was her These shock. People were dying. Like, what do you think? Dude, I thought the minute Carly said Iman put something in the blunt, I thought. That really happened. Like he actually we're poisoned. did. Like we were poisoned. Yeah, either either drug or like this. How you feel when you get drugged or something, roofied yeah. or some shit like that. Yeah, yeah. I literally thought like, cause I heard, I heard um, her say Iman put something in the blunt, and like, I literally as I was passing out thought, oh my god, I'm being drugged right now. Like, yeah. I feel so like when you say that you guys were high, high. Like, I felt that. Like, I felt like ultimate panic mode. Like, war zone. Fucking like survival. Like. I'm dying right now. <laughs> like, what the fuck? <laughs> I'm too young. I can't. Yeah, I, but that was the craziest thing, probably. That crazy. That's fucking nuts. I can't believe that story. That is fucking insane. Oh my god. <laughs> I don't know how you topped that story. That's that's crazy. I haven't. Yeah, I haven't passed out. But one of the passing out stories that I have is that me and Emily were down at Camp Flognog, and Tyler Crater was about to come on stage, and they had this. Um, railing kind of thing that they have at the concerts right next to the fence it was about probably six inches thick and we were standing on that above the entire crowd like literally probably like like if the crowd the crowd went on for like literally like probably like a half mile it was like crazy there was you know 400,000 people there and 
we were probably in the first like five thousand, like super close to the stage, and um, and we were on the side, and I could see over the entire stage. And before Tyler Crater came out, this girl walks up towards it. Face plants as we're waiting there. We're, sorry, this was before we were standing on the thing, but we were waiting right next to it with our back towards like this little like podium looking thing. And um, she face plants and she hits her face dead on, slides like a couple inches, and then just stays there for probably like 20 seconds. Then comes straight up and then she stands straight up. Like nothing happened. Like nothing happened. And then she goes and she's like, I'm fine, I'm fine. And her friends are like, Oh my God, are you okay? Are you okay? And they're running. She's like, I'm fine, I'm fine. She's like brushing off her face, trying to clean up her makeup up drops again straight down collapses twin towers just crumbled right down and we're just like we're looking at this and we're sitting there and we're like what the fuck do we do emily i'm talking about the girl who passed out a flog nog in front of us so come over here and so we see her and so now and so then we see her pass out again and then the um the people you did you feel better Okay, I'm glad. Um, and so, um, yeah, so we see her pass out, and then the paramedics come over, and they're talking to her, and she's like, I'm fine. I'm totally fine. I, she gets up again. I'm fine. I'm totally fine. I'm f- totally fine. Passes out a third time, collapses, second building of the Twin Towers, straight down, and then um, and th- and then and then they take her out back, and then they're like, they're, she was with the paramedics, and she was fine. Then later on in the day, right before the concert starts, um, you know Igor's theme? He starts the concert probably by, like, three minutes of that first like uh you know and it goes and then um so he starts off with like two minutes of the uh and everyone starts screaming the entire place starts screaming and then he has like ad libs coming in it's like got my got my eyes open got my got my eyes open like it's like going like that and it's like it's fucking loud it's like a buzzing noise and people are screaming then this bitch to the back and at this point we're standing over the entire crowd we can see over the entire crowd and we can't get down there's people directly um underneath us so we can't sit get down and so we're looking over this entire crowd and this person to the right says medic we need a medic and we are there is a hundred thousand people behind us like there is no way this person's getting a medic and this person's on the ground like this like uh and then they're like we need a medic we need a medic and the lights were still on at this point lights went off and then tyler crater we were too far away to help we were so far away like, we were like, it was like hundreds of people between us but we could see all over the top of them yeah. and um and then tyler crater came out and he did his entire set and it was amazing you forget about it we forgot about it instantly we literally <laughs> I don't even remember that. Yeah, we. I literally we forgot about it. And I remember just thinking that that's like okay, sucks for the person. I hope that person's okay. But the most badass thing I've ever seen before a concert. Somebody on the fucking ground passed out saying I need a medic, and then the guy just comes out on stage. Like yeah. it was the most epic like intro ever. And it was like I was like oh my god, like people. I like I was hoping everyone's okay. Then Emily, do you want to tell a story about the kid who was on the light thing, who got yeeted? Oh yeah. Basically, there was just this kid who was, like, egging the crowd on, and he was on top of the light, and, like, everyone was cheering for him, and then the, um, there was, um, the badass, quote, badass, um, security guards came through and just, like, tugged on him, yeeted him off of the light post, and dragged him away into the, like, midst of the crowd. It was crazy. 
I, I'll tell you this. In a matter of so like I, I am, 10 seconds. And so at this point, we are again standing on top of the thing, looking over the crowd. This is before it started. Like it was like like um, like slightly before it started. And there's this kid, and there's a gate around the 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 lights. Like no one's supposed to go on the lights. And the kid hopped the gate. It's like a gate that's probably like up to your like waist. You know what I mean? And so he just hopped over the gate and was standing on the lights and like looking over the crowd and going like yeah yeah yeah. And then I look to the right and I see these two security guards and they're pushing through the crowd like it's a wave like and they're just like they're walking through and I see them walking and I see them coming up to this guy and the guy's standing on the thing and he's cheering he's looking the other direction the security guard reached over the gate onto the guy's shirt pulled the guy from his shirt and then both of them got a grip of him pulled him up and started back pedaling like hella fast and he got like sucked and eaten into the crowd like that is what happened he was absorbed into the crowd he just went zoop and he's got taken and it was a, it was it was in a matter of seconds that the guy yeah. got that got yanked and that and I think the police officer is a badass because he didn't even hop the thing he just grabbed that bitch and dragged him over it into the crowd and that he was not supposed to be on the light you know what I mean because it's like a safety hazard or whatever so it was like I wonder where they took him I, they probably just like yeah I don't know yeah they probably just kicked him out I don't think that like yeah or, or who, who depends yeah just how nice he is I, don't, I I'm not sure but I think that they're probably fine but yeah do you guys want to say anything else yeah let's show michael the intro <laughs> yes okay. for now, like, probably like an hour and 20. yeah i think it's about time <laughs> i'm sorry i'm sorry i think that it's about time to is that so show michael the intro song because i think it's very cool here you go just timothy shout just sh- shout out to tim Keep this up. Oh, I can end the podcast. I'm gonna end it right now. Shit up, dude. We're gonna show him the song. All right, so we're back on the podcast, and um, Michael just listened to the intro. So, what did you think about the intro, uh, Michael? All I gotta say is, you guys found a gold mine because that was one of the best, most soothing, most. It took me on a journey. Like, I thought first I was in the Lion King remix in the beginning, and then it just took me. Like, like it felt like I was just jogging through time, and then the future was just coming towards me. I swear. I think it was one of the best intros I've heard in a while. Um, Completely original. Yeah, technically all original. Does that look good? Oh, yeah, that's perfect. But... Honestly, that was one of the best yeah. intros ever. Thanks. And shout out to Emily, Becca, and Tim for that. <laughs> I hope I can be a part of the next one because I got ideas. <laughs> yeah, so um, that was the intro. We're going to continue the podcast a little bit longer. I know we said we're going to end it, but uh, we're going to go right back into it. Um, so what did you guys want to talk about? Do you guys have anything you wanted to say on the podcast or anything? Um, Does anything come to mind? Any ideas? Those high that, that was a really fucking good story. Do you guys have any other good stories you'd like to share and document in time with your brains right now in this moment? Oh. Michael does. The time I got an append my appendix or the time my appendix almost exploded at work. Oh fuck. So Where were you working at the time? I was working two jobs. I was working at Starbucks and at Wise Guys. Oh. Three jobs: Starbucks, Wise Guys, and Rebecca Grace Cunningham. Thank you. That's f- okay. If you're concluding that, that's four overtime. You know. No, okay. <laughs> but anyways, it was about. It was a normal like Thursday day, bro. Like 
normal. I remember waking up, I'd work at Starbucks, and I worked like 7 to 3, or 7 to 3.30, and I went in at 4 o'clock to work. No, sorry, it was a Friday, I remember. And um, I went from Starbucks straight to Wisey Guys, and I worked, and it was just like normal, I would say. And then all of a sudden, my stomach started hurting for some, some reason. I was like, what the heck? And then when I was taking, uh, I was up front taking orders and I was taking this guy's order, uh, no, this girl's order, all I remember is um, she was like, yeah, can I have a large cheese, uh, no, a large uh, pizza uh, with uh, pepperoni and mushroom? And then I was about to repe- repeat it to him and I was like, oh yeah, so you got a large, and when it said large p- like pizza, I got the wind knocked out of me, bro. Like the most excruciating like cramp or I don't know what, but it was basically my appendix like expanding, I guess. And I basically passed like almost like passed out. And like my manager saw and he's like, go to the back, go to the back, go to the back. And like I went in the back and I was back there for like 30 minutes, 20 minutes to see if like it was just like my stomach or something that I ate. Or if if, uh, I was like, at first I didn't know what it was. And then when I was walking around to go get water, one of the my coworkers was was like, "Bro, it could be your appendix." And I'm like, "What?" And then and then like she just said it like like that. And like honestly, I was like, "No way!" Like I don't think it's my appendix. I think I think I ate something bad. And I was just basically there like 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 in the back, not doing anything. My manager finally sends me home. I go home and I tell my mom like, "Mom, like I have excruciating pain still. Like it's getting worse and worse as the time goes on." They finally take me to the doctors, and they did X-rays on me, and it, yeah, it turned out that my my appendix was out, and it was about to, it was like basically coming out, and I had to have instant surgery that night, I believe. Fuck. Was it that night? It was that night, yeah. huh? That night I had like surgery. But I went in by like eleven o'clock, Fuck. and um, after the surgery. The doctors was like, if you wouldn't have came two hours uh, later, your appendix would have exploded. Would you have died? Yes. And what an appendix is, it basically holds all your stomach toxins, everything that you eat. It stores it. And the doctors are saying, like, we don't we don't know what it is or what it's for. Just, it just stores all these toxins. And if it explodes, it can infect all the stomach area and all the intestines and all that. And you'll be dying like 10 minutes like that. Fuck. Can they save you? It's a much more complicated procedure. Like, I'm pretty sure, like, if you you have to catch it beforehand because if if it explodes, it becomes, like, a much more risky procedure. They have to, like, actually go inside and, like, fuck you up. Yeah. Yeah. And that was one of three times I almost experienced death. I want to hear the other. My only time that I experienced death, this is a great topic. We all talk about near-death experiences. Um, And so... I was actually three days old. Um, remember it like it was yesterday. <laughs> Those nice sounds uh, from uh, Michael's Coke or Dr. Pepper being opened. Shout out to Dr. Pepper from Michael. Um, and so, yeah, it was three days after I was born. My dad was in a McDonald's drive through and I was just at, right out of the hospital. I got taken right out of the hospital a, a day after. And then I... Um, was in a drive-thru with my dad in the back seat, three days old, you know, straight out the womb. Um, and I started turning blue. And my dad said, what the fuck? Why are you turning blue? Like, what the hell? 
And then um, basically he yelled out the window of the McDonald's. He said, I need an ambulance. I need an ambulance, blah, blah, blah. Because his kid that was three years old, you know, was turning blue. And so he's like, what the fuck? It was like a purplish blue, he said, in the face, like getting super pale in the face. And I was having trouble breathing. And he's like, what the fuck? And so he takes me to the hospital. I'm three days old. And the doctors are like, we're going to have to have him on a fucking breathing thing overnight. And guess what the problem was? My fucking dumbass. <laughs> no, my fucking dumbass forgot how to breathe. So apparently like babies. Yes. So babies go and they forget how to breathe. And so I just forgot how to breathe. And so I was like, I was like forgetting how to breathe and then relearning how to breathe. And then like, like that's how I was like surviving. And then they took me in there and put me on a breathalyzer, and I eventually like learned how to breathe again overnight. Like I was such a fucking dumb baby. Like I literally couldn't even goddamn breathe. Giraffes come out of the womb and they're fucking walking, and I can't even fucking breathe. Like, geez, if that wasn't a three years it, old. It, no three days, oh, three days. Three days. So it was like right out the womb, man. And like I, it's fucking. Oh, geez, I just remember. And then my dad tells me, told me that story so many times, you know? He was like, You're not your face Yeah, no, you almost fucking died, you dumb shit. No shit, he didn't say that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, not in, yeah. I mean, if I would have died, that's Darwinism at its finest, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. what am I supposed to say to that? Like, I shouldn't have died. Like, I obviously, if I, if I can't breathe, like, you're not gonna make it, kid. You're not gonna make it, man. That's not how it works in the fucking jungle, you know? <laughs> Anyone else have a near death experience they wanna talk about? Michael, any of your other two? Or. Uh, what about the time that you almost died from alcohol poisoning? Yeah, I knew. I got you. I remember. All right. Okay, Emily, go. So, this was back in Emily's wild, wild west days. And uh, shout out to the people involved in this story. I'm exposing you. They didn't do anything wrong. It was all me. But I remember... Um, we first started at Ella's house and we decided to get Coors Light and, um, get like little bottles of vodka. And, um, then we proceeded to chug these and my mom always told me the one slogan, beer before wine and you're feeling just fine. Wine before beer and you wish you weren't here. Basically meaning like hard alcohols and then you're drinking like soft alcohols. It's like not a good mix. And then um, I proceeded to do that. And then we drove to Fullerton because like no one in YL wanted to party with us. (laughs) And um, it was like a Valencia party. I remember that. And, um, you know, um, we met up with Sam and you remember Sam. Which Sam? Oh, Sam. Uh, Sam. 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 The homie Sam. Um, He took us in his car, and I remember I was laying across my friend's lap, like all three of them, and it was a small-ass car, and we just drove around different cities, like Santa Ana, like all the cities down there. And then as, like, we're going, like, he drives really fast, too. I'm just chugging Sky Vodka. Sky Vodka. I'm chugging it, like continuously and like I have videos of this okay then <laughs> then we get to the party and Emily is a good time when she's yes, she is. she's I uh, can I can vouch for that okay so instantly like was in like starting the dance pit in the party like all of us were in there like one guy had a shirt off and like um he was just like we were dancing around the bottle we played bless the bottle you know all that fun stuff you do at parties 
And um, I remember going into the bathroom and it like kind of hit me and I was like, whoa, like I'm feeling something. I'm really feeling something. And I like met all these different girls because that's what girls do when they go to the bathroom and parties. They meet a bunch of other girls. And um, so we got a bigger group. We went to the middle and all of a sudden they say, everyone shut the fuck up. The cops are here. And all of a sudden, all of a sudden, I just drop. I like drop to the floor and Ella has to catch me because I just black completely out. Like I'm just like completely. I don't know what it was, but I was just there and all of a sudden I just dropped. And I remember like after that, then, okay. Then Sam, who is a registered nurse. (laughs) Hey mom. Who is a registered nurse. (laughs) Sorry, I just got to say, my mom just, um, we're outside, so she just opened her window, and then she just closed her blinds because she saw us. (laughs) I think she just doesn't want to bother. She's being nice. I remember him, like, them propping me up. Like, it was like I was conscious of it, but I couldn't speak. I couldn't. I was just in so much pain in my head. I remember that. It was, like, so bad. And... He propped me up Then he was like Slapping my face Like they threw A bottle of water On my face And then they checked And I remember them Opening me up And I could see Like everyone in the party Was just surrounding me And they were like What? What is this girl doing? Then They got me outside Like I'm on this random Like guy's shoulder And like they're Carrying me out And then we meet up With this guy Shout out to Caesar Um He What's his name? Caesar I don't know. Shout out to Caesar. Um, he got us in his car and he. Uh, no, Caesar. I feel like you guys would know. Little Caesars. Yep. The delivery guy. No. Um, wait, they don't deliver. But. Uh, um, and then he, we got into his car and I was just like. Uh, so then they tried to go, go to this friend's house and then. Oh my gosh, I just remember this. Then we go to this friend's house and we're trying to like ask for help because we don't know what to do. We can't go back home. Like I am like dying. Like and and the guy, the girl that we contact, she like shuts us out, just like stops responding to us and we pull up at her house and then her dad calls the police. So then Emma's like brother Daniel started getting police calls like like where's your sisters like all of these things like like they heard someone was intoxicated like someone's dying or something and then um we're driving around and I just remember projectiling all over this random stranger's car and like um just projectiling and then we we go around we like try to go to the different like gas stations like everywhere and then I remember we ended up at um, Yorba Linda High School, and I remember being on the ground saying, um, I don't care anymore. Call the police. Call the ambulance. I am in so much pain. Like, I want to die. Like, like please help me. It's just screaming. I remember that. Like, that was the first words I could mutter. Like, I was like, call the police 
police or something like that like like it was like crazy and um it was the most painful experience and then we finally got me to ella's house i slept on the toilet not on the toilet but by the toilet with my friend lexi shout out to lexi um and then i missed work the next day and everyone hated me after that at work i remember that I was known as the girl that went out and party and got too drunk and didn't go into her shift the next day. Um, and then, um, yeah, it was like one of the most terrifying things of my entire life. And every time I think of Sky Vodka, I want to die. So. <laughs> Yeah. Very nice. Very nice. Very nice. Almost death experience. I remember uh, my friend Tori. We were walking back from close. Tori. A Tori. And I just, I just don't know. I just don't like saying the last name. You know what I mean? To Tori. Um, and you guys all know her. And we were walking from McDonald's to our church. And so we're walking on the side of the road and we're all together. It's me, um, you and I and Tori and we're all walking down the street and we have our McDonald's and we're about to go to church then we're on the sidewalk off of your Belinda and it's a busy street and we and the sprinklers turn on next to us and I am in front of Tori and then Yanai's behind Tori and I look back and Tori jumps into the street and there's a car coming, and I yell at Tori, I yell, Tori, get back in the fucking sidewalk. And she looks up at me, hears me yelling at her, looks back, jumps out of the way of the car, right as the car goes by her, at like probably like 50 miles per hour. This happened in like like seconds. And this was 15 or 16 years old. I was 15 or 16 years old, and she almost just died right in front of me. Just, just got splattered by this car. <laughs> And it was just, it was just terrible. And Tori was just like, Tori is just like, ah, whoa, that was crazy. Like, she didn't know how to react. You know what I mean? So she was kind of like, and me and you and I just looked at each other and we were like, we almost just fucking saw someone die. Like, you know what I mean? Like, we were like, it was that close. And I just remember looking back on that and just being like, holy shit, like, what would have happened? Like, that's like insane. And like, actually, it was just because of the sprinklers. Like, you know what I mean? It's kind of like a weird situation. Um, Do you want to share? Yeah. Yeah. It was very weird. Very weird. Um, So, do you guys have any near, death experiences I'd love to hear more of your near death experiences yeah here's here's number two with me I have a question though yeah if if you electrify gold would it break electrify yeah um is or, it a conductor I have no idea I, be, I believe it is because I I've re- I've so read no no right no it yeah, wouldn't break I, no they have it in electronics it won't yeah it won't break it, it yeah won't. so my gold chain that I'm wearing right now I got baptized in this and it's full gold um and this is the time, it's probably about like 18 years old, 17, 17 years old. And no, 18, so 18, probably what, I'm 21, what, three years ago? Three four, years ago. Yeah. Um, and usually my family goes to Mexico because I have an extended family out there uh, from my mom's side that we visit uh, each year, or we try to visit each year. Um, and during the time I got my first job, it was kind of harder for me because to get the days off because it would go for like a month at a time or like three weeks or like two months. Um, and they went and no one was at the house except for me. And I was there probably like my second weekend. Um, my cousin uh, was staying with me and he was downstairs. And I remember one morning uh 
I basically oh here backstory. Um, I like to I used to like to charge my phone next to me and have an extension thing, extension cord right next to me, uh, so I can like be like extendable. So I just remember like around like probably like three or four, four or five in the morning, all all of a sudden like I kind of wake up to like a like a zap like a spark like that, and I kind of like basically I was like half asleep so I didn't think much of it and I just went back to sleep. And then I woke, I wake up like around like 11 or 12 that morning. And so I, I slept through that. And then all of a sudden when I wake up, I feel like I don't have my chain. And I'm like, what? I was like, where's my chain at? And I look, dude, it was placed neatly folded in the corner of my bed under a pillow. Like it was like a circular, like neatly folded. And the cross was laying up like that. And I'm like, what the heck? Like, I didn't, I don't remember taking this off. And when I go and trying to like look, uh, it broke and I was like, oh, what the heck? It broke. So I went downstairs and, and showed my cousin. I was like, you think we can fix this? And he looked and he saw that it was burnt. Like it was, it was black. He's like, why is it black? He was like, go, go bring that charger. He was like, um, or go find that other piece. Dude, I brought the charger probably like an what is it, like an inch, inch and a half of my chain was hanging off of that. And that burned off. Like, it, it electrified off. So, in essence, like, I could have been electrified on my neck. And, like, because it doesn't, it's not supposed to break. I know it's not supposed to break. Seriously. Bro. And that's when I know, like, I know God's real since day one. But, like, that's when, that's when I was like, damn, like, I could have died. Like, Without even my parents even knowing, or being in Mexico and stuff like that. Yeah. Fuck. Yeah. It was it was crazy. But why? But why was the chain neatly folded with the cross facing up? Yeah, that's why. I was no, I don't that's, know. That's that's the eerie part. Exactly. Do you believe in the spiritual realm? <laughs> I don't know. I think it was my guardian angel or something. Because. No, but like what? Made because electrical, like huh? electricity that was gonna. Oh, that's it too. Um, so yeah, so maybe um, what happened was is that you are destined, my friend, to do terrible things, and the <laughs> devil himself saved you. It was actually upside down on the bed. You missed that small detail, and now you are destined to serve his work. <laughs> You're going. <laughs> you know what I mean? Destroy the world. Maybe. <laughs> but yeah, but that was that was probably another near death. What was another time? Oh, do you have any right now? I almost died. Or dangerous stories? I feel like I do, but like at the same time. I feel like my whole life is a blur. And let me think. I don't know. I don't remember. You've had terrible experiences, though. Yeah. I got kicked out of the door. Do you? Oh, one time when I was a dumb, young teenager, <laughs> it's okay, I'll just tell this part, <laughs> when I was a young, dumb teenager, um, I was trying to like, I was like fiending for like any sort of high at all, and, <laughs> and basically like... I took, okay, so I was taking, like, Benadryl at the time, like, and apparently if you take a bunch of it, you can, like, hallucinate or, like, it fucks you up because it's, like, a, what is it, 
uh, I don't know. Narcotic? No, it's not a narcotic. Um, whatever. It's, if you take it in large doses, it fucks you up. And I had taken, like, 22, like, Fuck. yeah. And basically, like, yeah. I got so, well, I think at that time I also had, like, stacked and taken different drugs, too. I was, like, mixing DXM and Norco. And then I took that. And I basically went like passed out I think I don't really remember the whole night but all I remember is passing out waking up in the middle of the night seizing for what it felt like I could just shake uncontrollably like I couldn't stop maybe my body was just spazzing the fuck out but like I was just my whole body was just shaking and then like freaking out and like seeing like bugs and centipedes like like huge ones climbing up the walls like just your own personal hell and I'm just like freaking the fuck up I pass out again like I'm in and out of consciousness but I pass out and usually like when I wake up after taking a shit ton of Benadryl I would feel like my body was really heavy but like after that shit like I literally felt like my whole body was lead like head to toe just when I woke up in the morning like something was just holding when I would walk it would just be like heavy like it was crazy it was absolutely crazy but I'm glad I left to tell the tale (laughs) story time for me so my grandpa owns horses and uh I was probably around the seven, eight, nine uh, year old time, and my cousins and I, we'd all hang out at my grandpa's house. And me and my cousin, uh, John Michael, were over at my grandpa's house, and um, we were just playing, like, I think it was baseball or something, just like with a wiffle ball, and we were just like hitting the ball, and the ball went down the hill. And so you go around like this entire like uh, slope area, almost like it's a super long um, wheelchair ramp, because it's a steep hill that goes down to like probably like a half acre of land below that's like spread out like uh, like a rectangle like a huge rectangle with half of it being a super steep hill that you go down like a um elevator ramp and um we go and you've seen the backyard so you know kind of what i'm saying and so we go down the elevator ramp and we're and we're at the bottom and we go and we get it it was a tennis ball and all we hear is this galloping coming at us and there we're like seven eight nine years old and there is a fucking horse coming out who sees this tennis ball and wants to play so he go, the horse goes and my aunt karen's at top and she's like she's like run get out of there get out of there it was traumatic as fuck so i go i'm like fuck you john i run up the hill i'm halfway up the hill i look down and john michael is underneath the horse and the horse is going like this on top of him it's just going like this that's all i see is the horse is just going up and down with its front hoofs and John is under him. Then I see John get out and run up the hill next to me and I'm just like, what the fuck? It must have just been missing his head. It was just missing his head. And so I literally was just like, holy fuck. And then we just ran up the hill and they and like the person who was taking care of the horses went and got the horse. But like me and John talk about that story like to this day. Like I like the family functions were like, yeah, we almost fucking like died by this horse who thought that we were playing. Normal sized horse, fully grown adult. And um, so, you know, that thing probably weighed like, you know, 200, I'm sorry, like 500, 600 pounds, you know? Huh? John did not get touched by the horse. The horse did not stomp on him once. 
And when, I'm saying the horse thought it was playing, but you know what I mean? It was it was a little kid. It was a little kid. If that hoof, it, and, and John was under the horse. So if that hoof would have went and even hit his shoulder, his head, or if he had moved crushed, away, like to- crushed it, snapped his neck, crushed his skull. Like if, if the hoof went on his head, he's dead. There's, you know, horse attacks, there's a 20% chance you die from a horse attack. Horses can be like pretty like accidentally vicious. You know what I mean? You want to hear my story? Yeah, I'd love to hear your story, man. So this this is the time uh, I got kicked by a horse in Mexico. So like I said, I was my family and I we always go each summer, and I was probably about the age of seven or eight years old, like the same as you. And I have a big family, so it was probably about like ten of us or eleven of us. And in Mexico, there's this famous park or where I'm from, Guadalajara. Famous park is called the Colomos. And it's like a big, big like national park, and they have a uh, horse riding there that you can do. And this was back when they were probably be like 18, 17, 18 years old. And we were at my aunt's house, and it took from the aunt my aunt's house to the area to the park because we took bus because it was just all all, of, all the cousins, n- none of the adults were there. Um, it took us probably like forty minutes just to get up like there. So we get there. And everyone got like a big horse or like they would share a big horse. And since I was like the smallest one and I was like pretty young, I got a little pony. And with the pony, the and the one of the main follower guys was always in the back, but he always had me like on a leash or had the po- pony on the leash. Yeah. So like the whole entire time, like it was chill, like like in the middle of it, like I got I got to get on a big horse and ride for a little bit, and then got off and and uh, got back on. And how do you say how do you say pony in Spanish? Like bonito? Like what is it? I don't know honestly. Bonito is actually. Um. Really? Bonito. Caballo, ca- ca- caballito. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Probably. Um. But basically, it was legit the end of it, the end of the ride. I remember like I always see my cousins getting off the horses, they're waiting for me. And for some reason, the horse got spooked. The the main horse, the one that was holding me. And this horse was it was like a macho man. It was like a big horse. And all I remember, it jumped up. It went upwards, and then it went back, and it kicked, and it kicked back. And my leg was basically wrapped around the pony, my left leg, and it smacked. I saw the whole hoof just smacked my 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 uh, uh, leg. And it just smacked it, and the, the pony kind of got, like, spooked, but not really, like, injured. Because I could probably could break a rib or something. Yeah. But I just got, like, a little dent. To this day, I have a little dent. Fuck. But I had to sit through this pain for 40 minutes, even after, to get back to my aunt's house. And my mom didn't know what happened. And then we had to tell her what happened. It was, it was like, crazy. <laughs> yeah. Have you ever broken a bone? Oh, I break in my collarbone. I break in my ankle. Um... That's pretty much it. Carbon and ankle? Yeah. Damn. Pretty much it. Knock on wood. Yeah. That's good. That's crazy, man. Yeah. I remember going down to like the horse races with my grandpa too when I was younger. He would always see, he loves um, racing horses and betting on horse races. And I remember that shit, dude. You'd go up to it. And I was like, you know, I was young. I was like probably like 10, 11, 12 years old. And we went down to Del Mar. 
to the horse races and you'd go up to the machine and my grandpa would say hey here's 10 bucks go bet on whatever horse you want and we'd go and my grandpa would go down and we'd walk all the way the fuck down this entire thing and see the horses close up so that way my grandpa could tell which horse was going to win just by looking at the horse if it's healthy healthy, big if it looks like it's strong if if it looks like it's going like too crazy it's like this is how you tell if a horse is going like crazy it means that it's unstable it needs to be consistent you know what I mean so if a horse going crazy it's probably not going to win because it's like all like so if you look at it at the beginning and it's like hard for the rider to control them that's a probably probably a horse that's not going to win we'd look for the horses that were like mm 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 Mm. Like strong and confident. You want them to be confident, like they know what they're doing. Now, uh, did you and your grandpa only have access to that, or was it publicly for everybody? Yeah, it was. So, so basically, you have like a little scorecard, and you like mark which like horse you're gonna bet for on like your card, and like you ha- get like a whole like um, pamphlet for the entire. Um, day for all the horse races and so there'd be a whole bunch of like these hardcore horse racing fans who'd go down there to get an advantage you know what I mean by looking at the horses and they'd be marking them looking at the horses analyzing them marking them it's like a whole betting thing gambling thing but as a kid they had these gambling machines there and I was like 10 11 12 young you know and you would just go up to the thing put in the money and bet on a horse and the security guard standing right next to you doesn't care you know what I mean doesn't care about it it was the most amazing thing ever I remember I bet nine dollars on like an underdog I won 80 bucks and I was like holy fuck I got like third place I bet like first second third and I won like such good odds and then um and uh so, so, the, so the betting how does it work like you just bet on a horse and if they win they win but like if if they get in like second or third you still win money okay. yeah so there are multiple bets and so the like you know the jackpot bet would be betting the entire race so you can bet kind of however you want so if you bet it's eight horses at a time typically and so if you bet every single horse if you bet a bet that means that every single horse you get in the right order then you win like a million dollars you know what i mean if you get that because like what are the odds of that like that's crazy or it's like five hundred thousand or like something crazy or you can bet for this horse to get in the top three and so those odds would be worse and so there's a favored horse where it'd be like one to one odds and then it goes down to like the eighth horse could be like one in 64 odds you know what i mean so you'd get like times 64 if this horse won like this horse is like a shit you know what i mean this horse is terrible and so um, he's not gonna win this horse is just practicing out here you know what i mean like don't bet on this guy but if he does win you're gonna make hella money and so that's how it works with just like the odds or you can do a bet where like you can bet for them to get in first which will obviously get you more money or you can bet for the top three which will um then that will get you uh less money but you know you have a higher likelihood yeah and so there's also like there's also like top three too and so basically what was i gonna say about the horse races oh yeah just like that's my grandpa's thing and so he owned horses that were like racing horses so like they would like race and um he like won like money off of them like you actually like win money off horses but like it's crazy have you have you guys heard about like um so like there's this one horse i forgot the name of it but um it won three triple crowns and they so it died i don't know if it was secretariat from bojack horseman but one of the horses won i think no i know it's a real i know it's a real one i'm just saying I just remember it from Bojack Horseman because of the thing. And, um, but I remember they stored its sperm um, after it died. And that sperm now, if you want if you want a chance of impregnating a horse with that sperm, it costs a million dollars to get the DNA of that horse. Like, there's some fucked up shit, like, kind of like that, where, like, they, like, sell off these horses' sperm. 
Yeah, and so basically how they get the sperm, I know this shit. They basically put like, it's, you can look up videos. I remember looking up these videos when I was a fucked up kid, you know, going on that deep web. And you'd put like a thing attached to it and, it, and then you'd give it a female horse and then it would fuck the female horse. You see two horses fucking? It's fucking, it's bizarre. These huge animals, it, they fuck just like humans. You know what I mean? Like, and so, and so like, you know what I mean? Like doggy style, like they do that with like each other. And so they put like a big condom on the horse's like huge dick. You know what I mean? And then the horse fucks the um, girl, but then like the cum like goes into the um, condom thing. But I saw this because it was on like X Factor or something. And they had to drink it, and they showed them, and they drank it right there as soon as the horse. They took it out and they took the thing and they drank it. Yeah, I don't know. It was one of those TV shows. So that's I know. I don't remember. I have no idea. I just remember seeing it on a TV show. Yeah. Have you seen that video of the guy getting fucked by a horse and then he dies a days yeah. later? Yeah. 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 What? It's crazy. Mm-hmm. Just it's a video on the dark web. Dude, do you know how fucking big a horse's dick is? A horse's dick, his it's like 20 inches, 24 inches long, bro. Those yeah. things can get huge. And they're like thick. Yeah. And they got a smashing power, bro. They have, <laughs> you don't want to get fucked by a horse, dude. Riley Reed could not take it. <laughs> Riley, are you good? Um, I I don't know why he recorded himself. That's really fucked up. Probably really, really, really horny. Maybe you have you guys heard about dolphins fucking people? Dolphins, yeah, yeah. yeah dolphins will they rape. rape they, they, they will rape people what? like yearly, like a whole bunch of dolphins. What? Yeah, yeah. They'll drag you down the bottom down. I I've uh, seen in documentaries. They basically like. They would drag you down to the to the uh, depths of the ocean, uh, play with you, and like like rape you, and then leave you for dead, and don't even give a fuck about you. Like it's crazy. Oh my god. Yeah. All with that smile on their face. Yep. Yeah, that smile on their. <laughs> yeah. Well, well, what's another interesting fact about animals oh. that that you guys have? Oh Bears beats Battlestar Galactica. <laughs> Um, Quote from the office. Yeah, I know that like, I know that like koalas are like super vicious. Like everyone thinks that they're just like these cute like uh, creatures and pandas. Pandas will rape people too. Like there's like a whole bunch of animals. Yeah, they're, animals rape people. Like that just happens. What is the most deadliest animal do you think, or like thing? Not like not thing. Humans. It's actually mosquitoes. <laughs> oh, because of disease? Is that yeah, what you're saying? Oh, mosquitoes. Oh, wow. That's super... That makes sense, though. That makes sense. We get bit so much. We get bit so much. Yeah, if one of them has a disease, you're fucked, man. You're fucked. All those, like, plagues that you heard about in the back, they're, like, mainly mosquito plagues, you know? But not coronavirus! <laughs> that the coronavirus is bats, apparently. Someone ate one. Bats! Someone ate a bat. Yeah. That's funny. Fuck, man. Did that actually happen? That's what they say. That's what they say. Yeah, no one knows, though. No one knows for sure. Was it the government? What is your conspiracy? Yeah. What I've heard is that they're blaming it on the the wet market. Most of you don't know. That's when any... It's basically slaughter anything. Like, like eat, eat anything that walks. Yeah. That lives, basically. Anything, like... like any like dogs, cats, bats, um, rats, um, yeah, crickets, frogs, uh, everything, you name it. And there's conspiracy said that not even two blocks away from there, there's this laboratory that was yeah. conducting or experimenting on diseases, basically. And the reason why they experiment is to try to solve for cures. And I guess this one was in there and it got out. 
and and since it got out it just spread like wildfire that's just like one of the conspiracy theories I love conspiracy theories, yeah. man. I love hearing about this shit. Does any yeah, what does any of you guys uh, recall a good conspiracy on the top of your head that you believe in? How about a few? A f- well, I from Shane. Yeah, from Shane Dawson. The what were they called? The fires that happened in L.A. Oh yeah, yeah. They say that they were like government machines because um, on the reflections of like the overview of all the fires, you could see like straight lines, and like the evidence was that um, houses that were affected by the fires like one would be on fire and then like the one right next to it would be untouched like no like like it was just like directly onto the house oh and the trees around it yeah i have another about the fires conspiracy so you know how there's like the big fires in australia yes okay oh my god so i saw that the map of where all the big fires got affected and it was all in the coastal thing and they also launched probably like a probably couple months before the fires that they wanted to construct a, a train that would go f- super fast and it went along the areas. But the reason why they couldn't for so many for so long is because of the the uh, natural life that they didn't want to mess with it because people didn't want to mess with it. So they thought, oh, if it's burned down, might as well build on top of it because who knows? Let's see if they do that. No, no. Or have they already? Started? Yeah, they're already they're already starting like like construction on that, which is crazy. Yeah. Convenient. Yeah, people would do fucked up shit just to get more land. You know what I mean? Amazon rainforest. I, I mean, the, the rainforest fire that happened. It was because farmers just went and they're like, "You're not. The government's not giving us enough land." Torched the the entire rainforest. You know, trying to get more farmland because they know that shit will regrow. You know what I mean? And they could use the land at least for like farmland. <laughs> Just fuck all the animals, I guess, though. Just kill them all, right? So, it's crazy how much animals, like, we don't even know. Like, we're discovering new species, like, all the time. You know what I mean? Like, we have... The ocean, we have no fucking idea. Like, do we didn't even know that there was giant squids. There are giant squids 40 feet long swimming in the ocean. And we didn't even know that they existed until 1980 when they washed up on shore. And then in, like, the 1990s, like, they caught one on camera. We know more about the moon than our own ocean. Wow. Yeah, well, that's not hard to believe because there's fucking nothing on the moon. There's, like, oh, shit, a rock. No, like, like, more about space. Yeah, they, like, space, yeah. I mean, ocean. yeah, the ocean is fucking crazy. Yeah, I think we, yeah, we're everyone's always thinking outwards, like what is outside, but we never look what's within. It could be like a big metaphor. Yeah, like literally, literally, what if, what if all of the creatures, okay, what if, okay, here's a a theory. All of the, the fish and things that live in the ocean, if they were just the front men to make us believe that they can't survive in air, that they need water to survive, while meanwhile, in the shadows, in the deep, deep ocean, which we don't even know about, there are creatures there that can live on air, and all they're waiting for is the right time to come out and reclaim their territory and be like, y'all fucked up, you're polluting our our area. Yeah, dude, like, they could literally just, like, all storm out of the ocean like a fucking army and, like, take over. That could happen. It could definitely happen. Pacific Shut up. Yeah. Um, a crazy thing I think too is that like, yeah, whales and dolphins are actually like just like 
very uh, similar to humans. They all have their unique languages, and even when they speak, they have discovered that in different regions of the ocean, the dolphins and whales have accents based on where they're from, which is adapted to identify people. And they have sex for pleasure. They understand things. That's we think we think that they're almost they're, they're we think that they're smarter than monkeys, and we think that the only reason we can't tell their intelligence is because they're trapped in their body and they have like you know fins and shit, so you can't really like and they're just underwater, so it's like they're kind of just like trapped in their own body and they don't really like have a way to escape because you know maybe that's hell, you know like fuck oh, yeah you just get trapped in a body yeah yeah maybe yeah maybe that's hell maybe you just. Reincarnate to a fish And we eat fish So if you're chosen What do you (laughs) It's a circle Oh my god Damn Any other conspiracies Um I don't know I don't believe in the the moon much Oh yeah the Chuck E. Cheese one Did you know that they're selling A piece of the moon for like Five million dollars. Okay, you must be stupid because why would you even buy that? You can buy stars. Yeah, you can buy stars. Just you know how much money those no, no, people no, no, are no, making. No, 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 no. I mean, like literally, like a piece, a chunk of the moon in your hands right now. Oh, yeah. Type. Yeah, yeah. Oh. Yeah, not like not like buy a piece of the moon. I mean, like. It literally, they thought it was an asteroid, and it landed in, like, the Czech... It landed in, like, Prague or some shit like that. And it was found by a farmer, and then he... It ended up in the hands of some doctor, and he like an astronomer or some shit and he they found out that it was actually a piece of the moon like an actual chunk of the moon that had been clipped by an asteroid or some shit i have one disneyland you know the movie coco yeah disneyland stole that from a mexican family that promised them that they will make all money or give them shares of profit but coco oh okay but um they'll, they'll get they'll basically made false promises and once they got the story never contacted them again and this this dude this a movie made millions and millions of dollars yeah it was super successful oh, yes, you're gonna go All right, so now it's guys night <laughs> yeah. guys night yeah. You know something crazy that people never talk about is that the moon has a face on it. Yes. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You look up at the moon and you're just like, you're like, what the fuck? Like, why does the moon have a face? And you're just, and no one talks about it. Everyone's just like, yep, the moon has a face. Like, why does it have a face? It doesn't make any sense. Well, I don't know. Well, what's what's your thoughts on the Pentagon supposed like releasing those three leaked videos of the UFOs of uh, um, official evidences? I think I've seen the videos of the UFOs, and I think that, um, you know, you see all of them, and they're all just dots that you don't you don't see a lot of evidence for it. Because every time another shot of the evidence comes out, it turns into, like, we know what it is. It's a plane. You know what I mean? Or we know what it is. It's this. You know? And... So I think that until, like, there will be a time if, or there probably already should have been a time where somebody's documented good video of aliens if they've already, like, reached the Earth. You know what I mean? Yeah, we're, so, in, a day, we're in a day and age that we have, like, the 
backs of our phones. Yeah. They're like quite great qualities and all that. Yeah. But who knows? Maybe most people will be in shock and forget about the moment of recording it. And that's I don't know. Yeah. I mean, you even see like like even like when natural disasters happen and like you know planes are going down, helicopters are going down. People's first reaction is to pull out their phone. You know what I mean? So it's like I don't know. I feel like there should have already been documentation if that is the case. Um, I just I just don't know. I think that I think that it's really obvious that um, we haven't seen aliens yet because you know we had this conversation before about the whole light year thing. You know what I mean? So it's like we're sending out our signals, but you know they might just be seeing the planet as you know millions of years ago. If they're a million light years away observing us, aliens, you know they probably still think that we're underdeveloped and they just probably think you know it probably takes a long time to even travel here. So it's like right. What's why like is it worth it? Yeah, probably not. No, like imagine if they started like the Big Bang happened or whatever happened and their planet started um, evolving uh, let's say a billion years before us or a couple billion years before us which would already be a coincidence that they're that close to us. Imagine the technology they would have. We're monkeys to them even if they know what we are now. You know what I mean? Cells to them. We're even cells to them. Like yeah like dude like they're billions of years old. Imagine we'll, we'll be in a billion years. Think about the technology we'll have in a billion years. Like that's literally not even comprehensible so it's literally like you know if they started developing a billion years ago and they have something like humans that have like the technology to do that that's that'd just be fucking crazy you know we're talking about um uh aliens and like why they ha- we haven't contacted aliens yet or seen good footage of aliens so then what's interesting is my dad recently retired uh he was an engineer for 36 years congrats to him and I asked him about the UFO theory about the USA releasing all that. And I was like, do you think that's evidence? Like, do you think that's real? Like, they're actual UFOs? He's like, come on. Because he works for a company I'm not going to name. But, like, like he, he says, come on. I know what we are uh, capable of. That's what he said. And I know that's not a, a UFO. Maybe to to the, the public, maybe it is, but like we know what it is or what's actually flying out there. But and then he says, "But who in the hell built the pyramids? What do you think on that?" I tell you. So, sorry. I'll tell you what I think. I think a similar thing than what my dad thinks, and I think that you know we're both right on this, or it's more likely that this happened. So. The way that we claim they built the pyramids is, first of all, they took 10, 20, 30 ton stones and aligned them, cut them with tools we have no idea how they created, dragged them miles through the desert, and placed them Perfect. in perfectly. That They placed them perfectly aligned to make this pyramid with today's technology we cannot move tons and shape it like that we cannot we can't replicate it there's no way to replicate it what really happened what i think is that the pyramids are a lot older than what we think the pyramids are the pyramids are probably 10 20 30,000 years older than what we think and 2000 3000 years ago the pharaoh and the egyptians were walking through the desert and they found them and the pharaoh said i'm a god look what i created i created this pyramid bury me in this pyramid when i die you know what i mean something like that happened and some some advanced civilization i don't know why i just say deoria some advanced civilization <laughs> from you know 20,000 30,000 years ago got completely wiped out and there was an advanced civilization just like us today and something happened 
and the evidence we see are on like the pyramids. Also, build a pyramid so we don't know why they build a pyramid obviously but i think it's interesting they're finding pyramids exactly like not exactly like that but like similar to that all across the world like in asia they're finding it in mexico How south america like well they've it's past like 50 60 yeah years. and not only that like india has pyramids like that uh freaking like, africa too like landmarks like like pre-civilization landmarks or like well, here, here, ancient, ancient. here's what we think happened. We think that um, the ancient civilizations, there was a shift in the movement of the land on in in the world. And what they actually did is before the shift, the pyramids all were in a straight line. That's one theory. Another theory is, is that they align with star constellations. And that's pretty much the only two theories that we have that like um, really can even try to explain the pyramids and the alignment of it. But think about this. There was no way back then to pass around technology. There was no way for Egypt to communicate communicate with India, to communicate with Africa, to build the same type of pyramid that we know of during that time period. So it is almost relatively impossible for them to have replicated a similar shape, you know, going across the world. So it's literally, it's remarkable. I think that you know, it was there was advanced civilization, and the pharaoh just took credit for it. You know what I mean? That's a great possibility. I believe that. And so I think that there was some civilization. We also see like um, these cities that like were like you know super advanced. Like they had like advanced stuff that we were like, what? Like this time period had this. Like we think that this is this old. Like, and so I think that some somehow um, uh, old advanced civilization, you know, tens of thousands of years ago, just got wiped. And you know that was similar to us, and so I don't know. Yeah. yeah, I don't know. Think about this: power goes out, we're dead. All of us will die. Literally, all of us will die. We'll have no drinking water in California. California has to import a lot of its water. We're in a drought. There'd be no food enough to come in for all of the millions of people in our population. The power goes out. You can't so, do anything. And um, so you know, you know, power turns out. If there's a radiation flare, which happens very commonly, it will go and it will just wipe out all of our power grids in a matter of seconds. It happens from asteroids, and they come out, and there's this radiation flare. Boom. All the power goes out. Nothing you could turn back on. There's no hope of turning it back on. Everything goes out all at once at the same time. We would turn into fucking cavemen. We'd be killing people for food, water, everything. Our communication channels would be lost instantly. Now... Do you think that's how the past civilization got wiped and then they just started from new generations? I, I don't know. I, I'm not sure, but like... Well, there was that. Well, there was the dinosaurs. Didn't they like have like a big... It was an asteroid that hit the earth, yeah. That destroyed the earth. See, yeah, I mean... See, why why do we learn about dinosaurs in the in like class, like growing up? Why didn't we learn more about like the actual like... Because, yeah, dinosaurs, they have, like, fossils, yeah, it, it's more preserved. I can't believe one of the greatest discoveries for dinosaurs didn't even happen that long ago when they found a fully frozen woolly mammoth oh, yeah. and took them out. They folded. So, so this, is what, this is a theory that people have, too. They think that we know that there was an ice age, and so they think that maybe an asteroid took out the dinosaurs, but they think a lot of the dinosaurs survived past that. So the asteroid hit, didn't wipe out all the dinosaurs. Some of the dinosaurs survived years after that. Then a few thousand years later, they think that an ice age 
happen across the entire planet instantly because we see these animals frozen alive at an impossible rate. And so what they think is that the North and South Pole shifted at the same time and it froze the entire planet because that's the only way we can explain it. How does a woolly mammoth, it was eating a flower. They found it eating a flower. They found this all frozen. So how could a woolly and oh my gosh, I forgot to tell you this. And the flower, we could actually DNA test it and, and, and uh, do the thing. It was like in fucking Alaska or something where it's like, you know, normally cold, normally freezing temperatures all the time. And it was summer on the flower. They could tell that it was summer when this woolly mammoth died. It had it had flowers in its stomach is what it was. Sorry. And the flowers would only grow at a temperature greater than a certain amount of t- uh, thing. So how could these flowers be in his stomach in a place that's warm enough to have flowers and he get frozen alive? It doesn't make any sense. It literally is just like, so we have no idea what the fuck happened. And it just, there's a lot of bizarre stuff we find that we have no idea um, what it even is about, you know? So, yeah. You guys have anything to add to that? No. That's actually, that's interesting. Yeah. Okay. We've been going for a little over two hours. Um, so, I say that we wrap it up. Closing remarks from each of us, and then we'll end it on me, too. Well, it was great to be here. It was a lot of fun. Honestly, it went by pretty quickly for me. But I hope in the future we can do this more because that was a lot of fun, including the intro song that was OP as that. Oh, is it outro? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. They're, they're about to hear it again. That's right. You're welcome. You're welcome. But yeah, peace out. Love being here. That's all. Okay. Bye. What's up, guys? Emily on the mic. Um, you know, it's been real. It's been a great night. I uh, hope all of you have made it to this point. If you have, uh, like and subscribe. Uh, yeah, we out. All I got to say is my man, Tim, keep it up. No matter what, I love this. Um, I am truly honored to be a part of this. And... Like and subscribe. Keep it up. <laughs> Hell yeah, you know, Bam Vincent Podcast. Oh shit, it's fine. Okay, we just dropped our piece. It's it's all good. Okay, yeah, look at that. Didn't even crack. That's the Bam Vincent magic right there. Um, so we'll see you next week at... Um, I mean, look, it's on the ground. That's yeah. fucking crazy. It's like a little <laughs> volcano. Okay, that's nuts. Um, yeah, uh, so we'll see you guys all next week at noon, like every week. Um, bye. Nathan, this is for you. Welcome to Back at Tim and Emily's show! Oh, is it going now? Yeah. yeah. Wait, bring it far away. Bring it far away. Uh, welcome, welcome, welcome to the show. I hope you know. I hope you know. That you're the one. That you're the one. I'm the one.
We got class cause we all up in your ass, hon. Huh? <laughs>